0: Come on. Let's just stand up on our feet real quick. Let's read this scripture. Obviously, we're going to be talking about waves. Amen. Um, and so somebody says it's time to shift. And I believe that the Lord is sending new waves all across the body. I want to read this scripture here, okay? Let's read 1 Samuel 16:13. All right. It says, "So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took olive oil He had brought and poured it upon David's head and the spirit of Jehovah came upon him and gave him great power from that day forward. And then Samuel returned to Ramah. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the word of the Lord. I thank you for the word of the Lord for us individually. I thank you for the word of the Lord for this church. And, God, I pray that you would advance us, that you would take us forward into realms, into places that we've never experienced before. We give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, let's give the Lord one big hand clap. Look at somebody and say, it's time to shift. Come on, tell somebody it's time to shift. And again, thank you, Marcus, and we'll invite the worship team up a little bit later, but we bless you in Jesus' name. Listen, I believe that this is a time where God is literally sending out new waves, and, and I can't tell you how many people that I know that are shifting, that are moving. I just want to say, uh, from the, let's just uh, look at this, from September, last September until now. Uh, How many people have, don't raise your hand until I'm finished, how many people have moved, changed jobs, uh, changed position, had a baby? Just lift up your hand in those places. Look how many people in this room. Go ahead and look around. I'm telling you, between last September and this September, there has been a shift. And I believe that we're coming into the last wave of this shift until uh, next se- this September. And I believe that when we come into September, that there's going to be a- an explosion of God's presence, there's going to be an explosion of God's glory. And so God is saying, get ready and be prepared, but also keep moving, because many of you have already been in it, and maybe, you know, sometimes... there's so much warfare. Sometimes there's so many situations going on that we don't really realize that we are in the shift, that we are in the move of God. And, you know, sometimes we're looking for the end product. Sometimes we're looking for the the better or the, you know, we're always looking for the next thing because of our culture. But I want to tell you that you're already in the move of God, that God is already doing something amazing, that God is already showing up and showing off in your life. Can I get an amen, somebody? All right. So I believe that there's a new wave that's crashing uh, on the shores of our life. There's a notable shift, like I said, in the body of Christ and that God is moving people into position and shifting people out. First Samuel six one says this. Finally, the Lord said to Samuel, you have mourned long enough for I've rejected him as king. Talking about Saul. Now take a vial of oil, go to Bethlehem and find a, a, new, a man named Jesse for I've selected one of his sons to be the new king. And when I was, uh, you know, coming back from South Korea. And, uh, and you know, we had a long 25 hour flight, whatever it was just crazy, and then our flight was delayed, so we had to stay longer. I remember like when I uh, got into the bed, I was like, "Lord, please let me just sleep through the night. If I can sleep through the night, I'll know I 'll make it through this jet lag." And so I slept through the night, but God woke me up in the, in, the, in the morning at five o'clock and he said, "Malik, i'm shifting you." And when he said it to me, it literally shook everything inside of me, and I want to tell you that sometimes when God speaks a word to me, I know that it's for me, but when I heard this and even though he was speaking to me I felt like he was speaking to the body of Christ and I believe that God is saying this morning if you have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying that God is shifting you amen and I heard the Lord say that he's shifting us and there's no and when God says that he's shifting you it's not you shifting yourself it's not you trying to find your own way but when God I want to tell you that no devil in hell can stop it. Amen. They might have talked about you, but God is shifting you. They might have, uh, uh, um, uh you know, they might have counted you out, but God is shifting you. They didn't maybe think that you were going to make it this far, but I'm telling you that God is shifting you. They uh, Maybe you've been in stagnation. I want to tell you that God is shifting you. Uh, your healing is here. God is shifting you. Your deliverance is here. God is shifting you. And I want to tell you it's time to step out of the boat because God is shifting you. Amen. You heard the word. This morning, my wife didn't know what I was going to talk about, but she said we're crossing over. How many know that was a shift? And it was a, it was a double shift because they had already came out of Egypt. They had already came out of that, and God had to get Egypt out of them now, and in, in Egypt out of Israel in the, in the wilderness. But now he was saying, come on, it's time to possess your possessions. Come on, it's time to possess. Be strong, be confident, be courageous because God is shifting you. And so can I just take a moment to say that everybody's not going to be able to shift with you? You might not understand it, and they might not. You don't even understand it, so how are you going to expect somebody else to understand it? I remember when I went to a place and I told my friend that I was going to give up everything and serve God and move to a missionary campground and, you know, and and travel the world. He thought I was crazy because, uh, you know, I'm an African-American and most of the time uh, my role is that, you know, people paid the price and I'm supposed to go to school and I'm supposed to do this and that. But I want to tell you that when God shifts you, everything shifts. Amen. Your culture shifts, your mindset shifts, and what other people think about you, it has to move out the way so that you can follow his way. Okay, I got two people in here saying amen to me. That's good. And you might not understand it. And when they called out David, you know, David was on the, uh, the back of the, the mountain somewhere taking care of sheep. Uh, he didn't know what was happening. And his brothers, I'm sure his brother and his father was like, I don't even know what's happening right now. Because I've done, I brought out the best for you, Samuel. I brought out my tallest. I brought out my most handsome. I brought out the best for you. And now you're telling me that God is saying there's another one? Can I just tell somebody that God is singling you out in this season? That God has seen your faithfulness? That God has seen what you have done in the secret place? Amen. It's not about being perfect, but it's about a heart posture. Listen, we're too worried about uh, uh, behavior modification, but God is interested in, in heart transformation. And so when God shifts you, the ordinary become extraordinary. 1 Samuel 6, 13, 16, 13, again, he called him out, he anointed him, we read that scripture. But look at this, 1 Samuel sixteen twenty three. And so it was. That's what they're going to say about your life. And so it was. Whenever the Spirit of God was upon uh, Saul, that David would take a harp and play with his hand, and then Saul would become refreshed and well, and the distressing spirit would depart from him. See, uh, Saul had stepped out of the will of God, and because he had stepped out of the will of God and he was selfish and he wasn't thinking about God's plan, the Bible says that there was a tormenting spirit that came upon Saul. But because David was anointed, amen, because you are anointed, God sent him before the king and as he began to play that that, 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 that distressing spirit that tormenting spirit began to lift. and when God I will tell you when God shifts you everything shifts and so you can see in this that David's music ministry shifted right. wow. I want to talk to some of our worship team listen you just let God anoint you and God will shift your worship God to cause the anointing to be on you so strong that when you sing and when you play and when you dance and when you twirl your flags, that, my God, people start to get delivered. He was playing harp somewhere in the back plains with the sheep, but when God shifted him, he brought him before the king. I heard the Lord say that, it's, uh, that he's taking you uh, from the bottom to the top. He's taking you from the back to the front. That's, the, that's how crazy it's going to be in this season. One minute you're here, and the next minute you're going to be there. But I want to remind you that this, David didn't do this in his own strength. He didn't, he didn't hear that, saw, uh, that Samuel was coming and saying, hey, pick me, pick me, pick me. No, he was doing what he did. You just do what you're called to do, and God will see you in that place, and God will call you out. You don't need a business card. You don't need a marketing scheme. You don't have to have put all this money into Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. You just let God do what he wants to do in your life and shape your character in the secret place. And then, my God, you get out here and people say, where did he come from? How did he get here? That's what Elijah, Elijah didn't even know where he came from because he was a man submitted to the power of God. Listen. 1 Samuel 17 to 18 says, Then Jesse said to his son, talking about taking the ordinary and then turning it into extraordinary. Jesse said to his son, Take now your brothers and Ephah, uh, uh Ephah, whatever that is. Take them some food, okay? This dry grain and these ten loaves and run to your brothers at the camp and carry these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousand and see how your brothers fare and then bring back news of them. So David was anointed. But he still was just doing what he normally did. And so here was a situation where he's a younger brother. And so his dad says, come on, I need you to take this food to your brothers. I need you to take this to them. But listen to this, Psalms 27, 23, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their life. Listen, God knew that there was a battle that was going on. God knew that there's something was happening in that moment. And God used an ordinary situation but was going to get an extraordinary result. First Samuel 17 to 31 to 32. Now the words which David spoke were heard. So David gets there and we know the story. If you don't, you know, David gets there. Goliath is going ahead and and spewing out all of these, uh, you know, stuff towards uh, the Israel and everyone's scared. Even the king is scared. And then. David is like who is this uncircumcised Philistine you know who, who is he why is he why is he just allowed to say all this stuff and I want to tell you when God anoints you and when God shifts you there's a boldness that comes on your life and that's what happened to David he was operating in a spirit of boldness and, and then he comes up uh, before uh, Saul and he says uh, uh, then David said to Saul let no one's heart fail because of him your servant will go out and fight with the Philistine and I think it's so important what pastor Tim uh, Thomas uh, Tim Campbell said earlier because he said it's unconventional warfare and I put here in my notes that your warfare is about to shift and some of y'all are going to have to learn how to war in a new way because when God be- begins to bring you into your destiny when God begins to cross you over into the Jordan, listen, in the, in the wilderness they had to fight themselves y'all know that right? In the wilderness they were fighting themselves, they were fighting their own mindsets, they were fighting their own situations, their internal battles but when they came into the promised land the game changed and now they were fighting an outside force. Amen. And I believe that God is raising up a people that's going to learn how to not just pray. I was going to preach about that today, but I said I got I to lay out some groundwork. Because it's not just about prayer. You know, in the Bible it says pray. It says that we should pray, that we should have supplications, that we should have uh, petitions and intercession. And so I believe that God is bringing the body of Christ into a new realm of intercession. God is bringing us to a place where, yes, we need to be devoted. Prayer means to exchange. That means I'm in this place with God, and I give him my heart, and he gives me his heart. And then we start to exchange our our, our thoughts. We begin to exchange our words together. But eventually, God has to bring you to a place of intercession. Eventually, if you spend time with God long enough, you're going to have a burden for someone, someplace, something, and you're going to have to begin to do war in a way that you never did war for. And so, um, so David came into this place where his warfare was shifted, and we heard that he fought the, the bear, he fought the lion, but now he had to come against Goliath. And matter of fact, even after that point, he, the Bible says that Saul killed his thousands, but David's his ten thousands. And so I I believe that God is bringing us as a body of Christ and you individually. If you're coming into the promises of God, if you feel like this word is for you, you better step up your prayer life. Amen. You got to step up your decrees and your declaration because there's an enemy that you're going to face when you get to the other side. Okay, only two people said amen. Y'all don't like that, but that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. I'm almost done. Acts chapter 16, verse 6 through 7. Now, when they had gone through uh, whatever that time was, Ferga, uh, I'm just going to make stuff up now, and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they came to Magia, they tried to, to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. And so can I just say this? This is not the time to be out of the will of God. This is not the time to, uh, for preference, but for purpose. And I believe that if you are, you just have your preference, then you're going to miss out on the purposes of God. If you've just been doing things like this for 800 years, and, and but none work, and you here and you think we should keep doing that, I'm sorry. That's why I love what Pastor Tim, when we were in a career, he was like, Malik, God's giving me this revelation. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear, what is the Lord speaking now? I'm grateful for what God did back when, and I'm grateful for the things that he did in us when he did it. But I'm telling you, God is doing a new thing, and he's giving out fresh revelation, because where. What we're doing hasn't broken us through yet. Right. And so God wants to give us fresh revelation. And so God spoke to me last night so strongly. And he said, Malik, get rid of your preferences so that I can, I can give you my purpose. And many times we don't go to certain churches. We don't do certain things. We don't serve in certain ways because we got preferences. Listen, when you go and when you came to the Lord, I'm about to preach Ashley's message. When you came and you gave your life to Jesus and you said, not my will, but let your will be done, guess what? Your preferences died. Amen. Your preferences was buried and you were raised again to new life. That life is not your own life. That life is the purposes of God working in you. Amen. And if you can't get rid of your preferences, if you don't like the way this person does, that and this person does this and then you don't like where the pastor does this and why the pastor do this listen you're going to miss the move of God why is he screaming why are they yelling why are they always singing a new song listen get rid of your preferences and get into God's purpose and this is something that I had to learn as a young man because I know that we live in a and that fills this entitlement but can I tell you, your entitlement died when you gave your life to Jesus now I am no longer my own but I'm a slave to Christ amen I'm a slave to him I'm linked to him I'm connected to him I'm in union with him so we have to get rid of our preferences if we want to come into the purposes of God listen God's purpose is more important than your plans everybody has a plan but the Bible says this before you can have a plan you got to commit your plan Listen. It's okay to have a plan. It's okay to let me say it this way. It's okay to have a plan, but make sure you commit it. That means roll it. In the Hebrew, it means roll it onto the Lord. It says, "Commit your plans to the Lord and let Him establish your steps." God's purpose is more important than our plans. Proverbs nineteen twenty one. Many are the plans in the person's heart, but it is the Lord, Lord's purpose. That prevails. Somebody said, Lord, I want your purpose to prevail in my life. Listen, I want your purpose, but God, I need to, I, I, I got all this working in me. I need to be used more. No, you don't. You need to sit more. I'm telling you this because I'm telling you, once you come into a certain level, you're going to face a warfare that if you didn't handle things in the other, this place, you're going to deal with it in this place. And I'm telling you from experience, you don't want to deal with it in this place. You want to get let God root out. That's why I see me doing deliverance on people and bringing freedom. Oh, I don't need deliverance. I've been through deliverance before. You need some more. Amen. We go to deliverance at least three times a year. We might go forward this year. Amen. Amen. All I need to do is be believe in Jesus. Let me tell you something. Believe in Jesus and get delivered. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're going to talk about deliverance too a misconception about deliverance because we feel like deliverance is only for unsaved people. But it's not. Deliverance is for you. If you're a believer in Christ, it's for you. It's your inheritance. It's your covenant. Matter of fact, it's a scripture in Psalms that He, because he delights in you, he delivers you. Okay, but we'll talk about that in a couple weeks because I got to finish. So Acts, we read that Paul was going to go somewhere, but then The Spirit of the Lord said, no. So listen, in this season, I believe that God is saying, let me say this, many of the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Then we see in Acts 16, 9 through 10, and a vision came to Paul in the night. A man in Macedonia stood and pleaded with him saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. And now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, uh, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. So listen, God wants you to get in a place where he can speak to you, and your conclusion will be, man, God must have didn't want us to go here. He must not want us to go over here. But we have to be willing to let go of our preferences, be willing to let go of what we think ministry should look like, be willing to go through what we think our life should look like. And I know that there's a lot of people say you can live your life, best life now. You can, you can take it. You can, you can dream the highest dream, but if you ain't die first. You're going to miss the heights that God has for you over here. The Christian life is a crucified life. And can I say that, that the pinnacle of the Christian life is not having your name in light. The pinnacle of the Christian life is not being revered and feared by many. The Christian life is not about how many people you can influence. matter of fact, the Christian life is about how much you become like him. How much are you maturing in the image of him? the one who made you. So it's about being an image bearer. Glory to God. Because many times we get caught up in the works and we don't get caught up in the person. And we want to be a church that gets caught up in the person. And guess what? The works are going to come. You're going to cast out demons. You're going to lay hands and watch them recover. You're going to drink a deadly thing and it's not going to harm you, et cetera, et cetera. But first it starts with him. Let me just finish off with this. There could be no winds without waves. We said that before. So when we're talking about waves, remember that we need to catch the wind. We need to catch what the Spirit of God is doing. Waves are created by the friction that that blows on the surface of the water and so when God is speaking to you it's not always gonna be good stuff sometimes it's gonna cause a little friction it's gonna go against the grain it's not gonna always cause you to feel so happy but God wants to create something in your life because not only does God wants to create waves in your life but next week I'm gonna say that God wants you to become a wave Amen. waves are created by the friction between the wind and the surface the strength of the wind determines the growth of the wave The longer the wind blows over the waves, the larger they become. Somebody just lift up your hand and say, Lord, breathe over me. Come on, breathe over me long and strong. Don't stop breathing over me, God, until you get everything that you want from my life. Don't stop breathing over me, God, until even if it's just a gentle wind, just blow it right now. I know that the greater wind is coming. Not only, all right, let me skip that. Let's get the worship team up here. So how can we prepare ourselves for this shift? How can we prepare ourselves for this wave? I'm just going to give you some quick things. Develop a relationship by spending time. I know we say it, but this is really the, this is the secret sauce. This is the secret sauce. Develop a real relationship with Jesus. Develop a real relationship with the Holy Spirit. James 4.8 says, move your heart closer and closer to God, and he will come even closer to you. But make sure you cleanse your life, you sinners, and keep your heart pure and stop doubting. So God wants you to bring your heart closer to him. During this summer, I, I, I did a message a couple, uh, Matt helped me out like two years ago, and I did a message, and I said, uh, don't take a vacation from God. You can go on vacation, but don't take a vacation from God. I was talking to one of my friends, and he was talking about how they were turning up. Wait, am I on? am I off now? Y'all trying to tell me something? Don't take a vacation for God. Somebody say, I'm not going to take a vacation from God. Listen, Jesus pulled away. If Jesus needed to pull away, guess what? You're going to need to pull away. And I'm speaking to my wife, too. My pregnant wife, she's doing so much. I came back. She nesting. We got all type of stuff. We working in eight different rooms all at once. I said, babe, we're going to have to take a rest. I just came back, but we got to take a rest. <laughs> Somebody say, yes, Pastor Assey, it's time to take a rest. Come on, I'm, bel- I'm seeing something in the spirit. I'm seeing a vacation for you. Amen. We're going on one. I love you. We are going on one. <laughs> that wasn't the word of the Lord. That's word of Malik. Amen. We is going somewhere. Amen. And hey, y'all ain't going to know it's going to be some undisclosed area. I'm going to turn my location off. Okay. It's so now that when it was day, he departed and went to a deserted place, and the crowd sought him and came to him and tried to keep him from leaving them. When you get, when you get away with God, people will pursue you, and they want to want what you have. Uh, Luke 5, 16 says this, so he himself only, w- what you doing old man? <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> so he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Peter took time to pray. So listen to this, we must develop an ear to hear. Touch your ear and say, Lord, help me to hear. And not only that I would hear, but I have an ear to hear. Not just what I want to hear, not just what CNN says, Fox says, what this prophet says, but help me to have an ear to hear what you're saying to me. Revelations 2.29, whoever has an ear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And then lastly, you can go ahead and put it back in my pocket. It's okay. I still love you. Oh, God, just stay right here. They said I can do it. Okay, nobody knows why y'all clapping. Don't take my thunder. So remember I said in the beginning, like, how many people have moved, how many people have changed position, and how many people having babies? <laughs> Let's give Rachel and Paul a big hand clap. And the Lord says, It's going to be the best season of your life and that you're not going to have to stress about anything that I've already prepared. It says the Lord and the Lord said that this is a promised child and I'm going to cause this child to be raised up in the ammunition of the Lord and they're going to do exploits says the spirit of God and they're going to rise and shine and there's going to be a music anointing upon them and there's going to be a ministry of the psalmist upon them and there's also going to be a deliverance mantle that I wrap upon them and the Lord says when this baby comes forth your whole life is going to shift your whole family family's going to shift, says the Lord. And not only you, but the Lord says for your brother-in-law too. The Lord said he's doing something new in all of you because the Lord said, I'm going to bring you to the higher heights. And the Lord says, get ready because what I'm doing in your life, no one could have saw it. No one could have seen it for I even have called you to preach the gospel, says the Lord. And I will break away everything that is called to be broken away so that you can rise up, Paul, as your name declares and be the man of God I've created you to be. Amen. Let's stand up on our feet. So it's time to shift. So develop an ear to hear. Take time to spend with the Lord. And lastly, real quick, Justin, be willing to look foolish. There's a big thing because we, you know, in America, we got to have everything looking right. Be willing to look foolish. Listen to this. 1 Samuel 17, 43 to 44. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog? This is Goliath speaking to David. Am I a dog that you have come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. I want to say in this season that the assignment of intimidation over your life is broken in the name of Jesus. And every place of insecurity that God's going to call you to break forth out of that place so that you can come into who he's called you to be. And lastly, let's read this together. Then David said to the Philistines, let's read, you come to me with stick. Oh, sorry. Then David said to the Philistine, you to me with the sword, with the spear, and with the javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the army of Israel, whom you have defiled. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you and take your head from you. And this day I will give the carcasses of the camp of the Philistine to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may they know that there is a God in Israel. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not save with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Let's give the Lord a big praise. Come on, give the Lord a big praise. Come on, praise the Lord for the ship. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for the ship. Praise the Lord that the battle is not ours, but the battle is the Lord's. We lift your name up, Jesus. And, Father, right now, I pray. Thank you for listening to the Relentless DC podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify. For more information about Relentless DC, go to www.relentlessdc.com or facebook.com forward slash relentlessdc.